Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Man Say podcast. It's a very special edition <laughs> as we are away this evening. Oh, away? We're in enemy territory almost. We are almost, but not South quite. South of the Tyne, at least. South of the Tyne. Um, because of various reasons, we're having to record it in a different studio with a different squad. Very much like Sunderland this season. <laughs> inconsistent. <laughs> Some lawn signings. Yeah, very inconsistent. So uh, behind Mike One is myself, Frankie Francis, uh, from Frank in the House Strings and uh, Halftime Entertainment <laughs> at the, <laughs> at the uh, Stadium of Light. We also have uh, Rory. Hello, Rory. Hello. Well, I'm just thinking, this is a first, nor Gareth or Stephen on yeah. a podcast before, so... Really poor show for con- them, those confusing. guys. Confusing. Yeah. I, think, I think they've gone to a lope. They're on, yeah. they're, they're on the honeymoon now. They're like Gretna Green. And that's the voice of uh, Craig as well. Hello, Craig. Hello. I'm looking forward to this getting much better reviews than any podcast has ever had in the history of Wise Men's Hair. Yeah, even if you think it's terrible, yeah. it needs to be given like the best reviews oh, and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, and, and then we have the spin-off, which we make ourselves. Well, because people like because it so people much. Because people like it so much. Us three, we branch off. It's like a renegade. <laughs> so we like, we like Fraser. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. like um, Love uh, Love Island Extra. You know, oh, like, now you're talking. Like yeah. on IDV2. Well, it's all on IDV2. That's but like, you know, like behind the scenes. This is a better cultural reference for all of Yeah, it is Frasier. a better than Fraser. Yeah. This highbrow. This yeah. is too yeah. highbrow, isn't it? Yeah. ITV2. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the, uh, the football match then. The football which, match. Which took place at the weekend. Um, Sunderland going... Down to QPR and uh, down to 10 men and down <laughs> 1 0. And down to League One? Yeah. <laughs> down to League One. It could be. Um, did, you go, did you go down already? No. Um, I just watched it on QPR's, admittedly, very impressive streaming service. <laughs> really? They weren't on the old iFollow, nice. but they had multiple camera angles Good. and very biased commentary <laughs> where, like, every foul, well, not every foul, every tackle Sunderland did, they were, like, really incredulous about how it was definitely a yellow card. <laughs> and then, like, two minutes later, QPR would do the same foul. They'd be like, oh, it's just showing some good enthusiasm there. That's what you want to see. Well, isn't that what we want to see, though? Some enthusiasm. I thought, like, well, maybe mm. enthusiasm is a bit strong. I thought, like, first half application was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to praise them too much because, obviously, it wasn't... We do need brilliant performances now. But first half, at half time, I was sat thinking, well, this isn't brilliant, but they're not playing brilliantly either. So we're in the game. Nil-nil, half time, you're in the game. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, that's it. You've got... Well, you're still in the game. And you've got McGeady and Oviedo <laughs> we'll on the on pitch. <laughs> <laughs> you've got McGeady and Oviedo on the pitch, so you're thinking... 
there's a bit of quality here. Yeah? We might yeah. all we need is like something like that, or like me and Craig were talking about this on the way over, like a set piece, something like that, mm-hmm. and then. Q Jason Steele. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to have to speak about the incident where the the keeper was sent off. Um, I mean, you, you look look back at the the, the videos of it. Um, we went in the ground, but it kind of looks like the. I, I think from what I saw, the defenders were going to get there. Yeah. Or if he didn't come out as far, just well, that could have just caught I, the ball. I never like seen a goalkeeper come out of the box in that situation mm-hmm. where. The play is so tight. Yeah. Any bounce is going to completely knock at you. And yeah. where the defence is, there's quite a gap there. So our defence pushed up quite high. So it's not like if he just, say, got his head on it, it would go... That's it, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think part of the reason he did it is it, watching the Millwall game where he played relatively well, yeah. he was coming out quite early a lot and he was reading things quite well because mm-hmm. Millwall's game plan was just getting quickly over the top. Yeah. So I think he had a bit of... It's too keen. Yeah, a little Almost, bit too keen. Yeah. Right, fair enough, he's came out and he's not got there. But just take the goal. Just concede the goal. You're yeah. 1-0 down, but you've got 11 but, men on the pitch with more than half an hour to play. Mm-hmm. Like, It's much easier to come back from 1-0 down with 10 men on the pitch yeah. than, you know... Win a game at 0-0. Especially when you need to win the game, win a game at 0-0 with 10 men where you just then have to sit on your clean sheet and just hope you get something where you mm-hmm. get that bit of magic. Like, Just take the goal, keep 11 men on the pitch, you can stick to your game plan, you maybe can... Because he had to take a saw off for Lee Camp. Um, with, <laughs> what, a, what a substitution what a, that is! Like the first time, like when will you ever say that again? Like I was doing. Hopefully never. I was doing the Twitter for um, fellow Sunderland um, blog wrote a report and just tweeted that the saw went off for Camp, and someone was like, "Was when will that ever get tweeted again?" <laughs> hopefully, like, hopefully it, never. It's another one of those unexpected things. It can only happen to us right now that the goalkeeper gets. And you think you know, <sighs> old adage. People say, "Oh, it, you know, what next?" And it just keeps on bringing up stuff like you don't expect. It's like the, that's the last thing you thought was going to happen, right? It's the variety of it as well. Like, we're, it's not we're like a lot of boxes. Like this steel season. is just like gradually just built up to like what now feels like the crescendo. Well, like I hope it's the crescendo. Yeah, steel. yeah. You think actually, <laughs> I'm it, saying right? it's the peak. It might not be. Yeah, not, like, yeah, I know he's banned for. Well, he's only banned for one game, isn't he? It's just it's, one game. Isn't it's it? classed as like. Well, it's not violent conduct, is it? And like uh, just, profes- just stupid. Yeah, just, that's so stupid. It's yeah, yeah. so stupid. We can't like ban you for three yeah, games. Yeah. Just one game. Ruffle his hair a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's like he wants to be the worst goalkeeper in Sunderland's history like I just can't it's not enough to just get my head around goalkeeper. it he's the worst player like that's regular a good question player. like to I be fair like have is. you seen don't want to like lay in the lad too much well you know he's probably picking up a good wage and stuff like that and I'm sure he can and he's a, and he's a Newcastle supporter I believe is he it? I knew he's from Barrowway on so I thought I, he might I believe have been smoggy. I, I, I can't remember I heard that but when when we signed him some, I'm sure someone said he was a Newcastle fan but like like part of us is like I'm sure he's like gutted and frustrated like not as much as supporters I'm not going to say that but at the same time have you seen can you think of anyone as fundamentally bad no at doing the basics and just keeping your head as mm. Jason Steele I think, like honestly can't no. other players who've been really bad have either been in the top flight so you've got to put that context yeah, on with, yeah. or they've not been a regular now all right, he hasn't played every game this season but he's got the number one shirt and was signed for money a sizable chunk of the money that yeah, we had yeah. available in the summer was spent on him. Yeah. Granted, you're not going to get much for that kind of money, but I would expect more than that. I mean, I, I wouldn't trust him in goal next season in League One. Should should the inevitable happen and we get relegated, 
I bet I, you I, can I, look at similar transfer fees. He was half a million, and I know crazy. I know the championship's quite inflated now because of you know clubs like Newcastle and Villa and Wolves, Wolves this now. season have spent yeah. a lot of money, so it has driven the price up across across the whole football league really because it does trickle down. But I'm sure for half a million, and well, Mick McCarthy's made a, a living out of signing. Yeah, he did it for mm. us. I mean, it was a long time ago. But he's on a similar budget yeah, as well. And then Ipswich has continued. Oh, I, I know their fans don't really like him, and he's certainly limited. And I wasn't a fan of him, particularly at Sunderland, apart from he did get us out of the championship. But in terms of doing something on a minuscule budget, yeah, that's what we needed better. this season. That's what oh, you hoped completely. from Grayson as well. But it wasn't just that as well. It's the, the money we spent this season was McGeady, who hasn't been brilliant, but at least he. Can see something for your money with yeah. McGeady. He scored important goals. Yeah, exactly. Like you think of how much worse off we'd be without McGeady. But then the rest of our money went on Vaughan, who's not even here anymore. That's how Steel, good he was. <laughs> who was out of the team and as, out of the as, club at one point. Almost, yeah, it was almost sold. So he was almost sold in January. Gets given this second chance and has been shocking. Like, yeah, I don't know who it was, but it was either the Wiseman say account or it might be New Craig who tweeted about uh, the amount of games. Been thrown away just because of the the key. It was Wiseman's here account. Was it Wiseman's yeah, here account? Yeah. So it could have been Gareth or someone. Yeah, so, yeah I'm not. I'm usually. I remember the tweet. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't put that but one out. Yeah, you know, right. the, again, we're here talking about um, a goalkeeping error, which has cost us, you know, two or three points, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of them this season. The, like, it's unprecedented. The, the goalkeeping standard isn't, isn't very good in this division. No. But if you had someone half decent, you could easily go through the games and probably find, probably no exaggeration, yeah. there 15, 20 points yeah. this season where we've lost. Like, it's even like a massive one would probably be the Bolton game where at home. we've scored Millwall three at goals. Well. Millwall at home. Mm-hmm. So that's not only obviously the Bolton one, though. You're taking a point off Bolton and giving two yeah. more oh, to yourself. Yeah. Um, Bristol even potentially I know that was maybe the, the defending generally actually it's probably been a little bit harsh with that but across the whole the whole entire season especially like fair, like when Reuter first came into the team either like he's probably the best of a bad bunch Yeah. Um, someone even tweeted us saying like I've not got it to hand here is there any out of contract goalkeepers that you could look for what did you bring in a fourth goalkeeper to sign this summer um, I did have a look through I'll try and find or it was more Aurora, beautiful name, um, who tweeted that in. And the only one I could find was Ross Turnbull, like mm. everyone else. To be fair, everyone else I hadn't heard of, but the, yeah. you think there can't be much worse. But it's, well, we've that, said that three times. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the problem, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed a few people started to say as well, and I, I totally understand. Start. Chris Coleman's got to look at this and think, I can still get this team out of it, so I've got to mm. pick what I think is my best team. In his mind, that includes people like John O'Shea, who looks, you know, like a sinking ship to be honest yeah, yeah. he can't really move no he's not really his fault. I didn't expect him to start the weekend because he went off injured I've not been expecting well, him to start for about two years well you're right <laughs> you're right You're right. and well, it's I'm, not his fault like no, I think people people kind of lump Catamol and O'Shea into the same thing because they've been here a long time yeah. but I don't think that's very fair O'Shea is a lot older well in football he's terms is a lot older than Catamol I look at O'Shea and see it's kind of like when a dog is just hanging on and you don't want to take him out the back to like put, well, I put him I, to sleep. I, I, I actually think we're, we're doing him a discredit to, his, yeah, to exactly. a wonderful career. I know. We're, he's elected to stay on. He didn't have to. Yeah. He could have He could have gone. But he's I, really I, putting I, his body on the line. He has, for like, yeah, yeah. You know, has, th- this guy's probably going to retire in the next couple of years. And 
you know, if he if he's shot, if he's as shot as we think he might be, he could have serious health problems in future. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, getting around and stuff. No, and no, I'm no yeah, exaggeration totally. to say this. No, he? no. But he's doing this for the club. Like, unless he obviously he's... has a massive love yeah, for the club yeah. to still be sit, uh, put I'll his put hand up in the dressing oh, yeah. room and saying, "I'll play." I'll and that's play. that's why I don't massive like. Respect I don't like when people dig out or share. Like, it's not to excuse his performances. Like, I'm not no. going to say that because. Again, he won't be hurt in the same way as supporters do, and supporters are the ones who are paying paying their money to come and see bad performance now and understand why they're frustrated with him. But at the same time, you do have to look at it from that other way where he's putting his body on the line every week. He's playing when there's no other option. It's not his fault we've been so bad with recruitment because if you think under Sam Allardyce, he was being, being phased out of the team, essentially. Well, like, yeah. Kabul and Corne were the two. Yeah, yeah. Then we sell Kabul, like... Obviously, there was apparently some reasons behind that, but we don't know if that's actually the case now. We don't really know. And, and we no. didn't. And even so, like Rikeable goes, we don't reinvest it. So we're back playing with John O'Shea. Like, mm-hmm. well, I've got a theory. Well, it's me mate's theory, really. But I think it's a, it's kind of something that's crossed my mind. I don't think Kone is actually a good player. I think he just had a very good partnership with Kabul. He's not. When has not he seen it well? since? Have when you? has he ever played well? Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, it's his attitude. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. What if he's just not very, not good? very good? Well, there's a reason why we got him in the first place, isn't there? That's a, a we were a very underperforming yeah, team yeah. and brought him in mid-season, wasn't it? Yeah, January. It was January. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you might have, you, your mate unknown <laughs> might have some anonymous, yeah. anonymous <laughs> Peter Reed. <laughs> yeah, he won't be listening. So, yeah. <laughs> but then I think that's why Catmull's different. O'Shea, that you can have a rel- you can have a degree of sympathy with O'Shea because he. He should probably be retired. Like mm. I know you're saying he'll probably retire in a couple of years. He'll probably retire in a couple of months. I mean, yeah. shout, shout out to the, the fact that he played whatever it was, something crackers like four <laughs> games in nine days over Christmas. Yeah, he shouldn't be playing four games in four months. No, at this stage of his totally. career, not in the championship, which is incredibly physically demanding. Yeah. He's just done three in a week. There yeah. you go. There's another. Exactly. He's doing it time, and he's Where... like you said, he's done that off the back of going off injured. Yeah. Whereas with Catam with Catamore law. Is fair enough. He's had some injury problems, but he should be a lot better. There's mm-hmm. no excuse for Catamore's performances. He's played his entire career until this season in the top flight, mm-hmm. and he can barely move. And like again, maybe his injuries like have caught up with him massively. But on Saturday, he barely made any tackles and he barely completed any passes. He was giving the ball away constantly. That doesn't have anything to do, especially giving the ball away. Yeah. Like maybe making tackles has something to do with the physical side, but giving the ball away, basic stuff like that. For player who's thirty, I believe. 30, Thirty-one, I think. Yeah, yeah. so early thirties, like mm. which to be fair, like I know O'Shea's thirty-seven, but thirty now for a modern midfielder should be a, still you should be should be still at your peak he's, for he's another never season or two. Naturally fit. No, he hasn't. No, no, but that doesn't excuse. But it means he has to work harder on his fit. Yes, exactly, and he doesn't, and he doesn't do look like he's doing that now. No. Yeah, and there's doesn't obviously like ever has to be very honest. various rumors about that of like lifestyle and stuff, which obviously we're not going to. He's a, he's a very competitive person. You think he, he, surely he's hurting? You know, going oh, into yeah. dressing rooms after the game is, and thinking, yeah. what is what's happening around around me? Essentially, yeah, yeah. You know? The team's built around players like him. You know, but where is that galvanizing spirit that you saw? Like, remember remember the Norwich game again mm-hmm. to go back under Allardyce, where he cleared one off the line and he's mm-hmm. like roaring at every player and he's like slapping them on the back of the head. Like, I've not seen that cat them all. This uh, you've seen the odd talk and gesture of where he's like had a go at a player for like doing something not very good, but it's like, mm-hmm. well, you've just done the same thing. You're you're not the example anymore, yeah. like in in any respect. Like, what if it's what if it's a bit of self preservation? You know, maybe he's not actually putting his body on the line 
and he's playing within himself. Maybe, Motta, yeah. he, I think he's probably just finished in terms of his physical fitness. Maybe he's making a conscious effort that I want to get out of this season and maybe he's, he's thinking he'll move on. I don't, I, mean, I don't know who the hell would take him. No, but, well, uh, maybe some. I think something. he's still got a reputation out there, surely. I think if you're not watching him week in, week out, Lee Catmull uh, is Another still... Another championship pre- club would probably... Yeah. It's have still, a punt on him yeah, yeah and like someone coming down or maybe like late in the window where Premier League clubs get desperate and stuff like that but, it's just hard to but see but who's going to like I know he's obviously got his wages cut a little bit is someone going to match his wages well I was going to say it's hard to really see you just, I think it's because he's been here so long isn't it it's, mm. obviously there was that time where Stoke were interested and, yeah. and he was virtually going on the verge of moving and then we decided not to and he went on to be really good mm-hmm. at the end of that season and you could see that fit at the time. There's no chance he'd go to Stoke now, even no. if they got relegated. No, no. I don't think he would, he would go not. there. Although, if Paul Lambert was still there, actually, maybe that is the kind of club he would end <laughs> yeah. up at. I was just thinking that, yeah. But like, you look at Villa, when we played them the other night, and you think about people like Yedinak, who was on their bench. Yeah. And you think about someone like Glenn Whelan. Yeah. And they're not like massively better than peak Catamol. Yeah. They're they peak Catamol, is it? But the fact that like, Yedinak's on their bench, like they can does, afford to yeah. bring him off. Like we don't have that depth. We don't even have a player as good as him to start games. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like, far from it. Like, and that makes you start to wonder: Do you want them for League One, where it's even no, where no. where the sort where the skills even less, and you're so much relying on like physical attributes yeah. and working hard, and obviously there's a chronic lack of pace and strength and height in this team, which again is going to be massive for League One. And then that makes you think, do you want to even play them a lot of them for the rest of the season? Well, I understand people when they're saying that. I do get it. And they start looking at someone like Molyneux scoring in the under-23s the other night. But the other thing to bear in mind, from my perspective, is... And it's a, it's a bit like you're hoping you wouldn't be in this situation. So you you play young players because you're mid-table in the championship. Yeah, yeah. But like someone like Ethan Robson come in and, and you know, he, he did okay in one or two games. But, I mean, that Brentford game was... that. I mean, that was... He was poor. That yeah, was bad. Mistake like, for a goal as well. And, and game, he, he? it's confidence, isn't it? Obviously, he's had that's his definitely contract, a confidence but... thing, isn't it? You, yeah. you just so, don't want to crush that confidence. Exactly. Playing in this yes. atmosphere. And that's is what why. I was that's to articulate that's why you badly. can't play like an entire team of them, and you've got to play the right ones who've got the right that's attitude. It. Like Asoro and Maja are in the team to stay for the rest of the season. But Maja, I don't understand why Maja isn't. I, 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 yeah, Fletcher's picked ahead of him, isn't he? It's about partnerships as well. Like we've seen exactly. Soro and Madge have got like a really good understanding. Whereas Fletcher in the first half, I'm not going to say he was brilliant or anything because he wasn't. But the first half, he showed some neat touches. He was getting into the channels. He was looking, he was fairly mobile. He was looking to make things happen. And then if you win, if you were to win that game after like a semi-decent performance, it's something for him to build on. Even if he doesn't Absolutely. get a goal, it's something to build on. And then maybe him and a Soro can develop something. But he never really found a Soro when he was getting it. Whereas if you look at just that goal against Hull back in January, the way Madra and a Soro link up, that's playing together for years. Yeah, the they used level. to each other. And, and they look like they can trans... Like, they're not going to do it every week because they're young. They're going to be inconsistent. It's worth a gamble though, isn't it? It totally is well, now. Well, that's it. It's not, is it even a gamble to drop Fletcher for Madra? I mean, like, and, and as well, it's barely a gamble, isn't no. it? What, what have you got... To, uh, like obviously, obviously Fletcher scores like hat trick every week, and we stay up. Like that's what you've got to earn. You stay in the division. But if he's not performing, you've Which got isn't. To, you're not earning anything by developing Middlesbrough's player. There is, there's got to be a point where if you were the loanees, you do think, What's well, let's cut our losses on these and give some of the kids a chance. It's got to be the ones who have the right mentality who'll understand. Like, look, none of this is your fault. Which is mm. probably Saint or Soro and Magic. 
They're the probably two. quite but. not in as blunt words as that, and quite not in like front of the rest of the dressing room. Yeah, but and that's why I can't chuck an entire team of them because then they are collectively in that failure as well if they get absolutely pezzled every week. But well, those are the ones you're probably going to have to rely on if we've still got no money. It's going to be mm. Ethan Robson. It's going to be George Honeyman. Like yeah, George well, Honeyman. Have you seen Coleman saying? I was just going to really come on praising him. Yeah, well, it's weird, isn't it? I, Praising who? Robson or oh, Honeyman? Uh, Honeyman. Yeah. Not, it's not weird that he praised Honeyman. I'd, I'd say he's probably our player of the season. Unfortunately, the reason that a player like him is our player of the season is because we're bottom of the championship. Yeah. So I think he's had a good season. He's, he's done as well as you could hope. Yeah, yeah. However, it's interesting if you want to criticise Coleman, which I think, you know, he's open to criticism. I don't think the situation's his fault by any means. It's interesting that he comes out and says that about him, but he's, he's not played him recently he's kind of left him out he's the other thing with Coleman is he, something that I, I don't really like and something I criticise Grayson for so therefore I think we should probably criticise Coleman for yes he's stuck with three at the back where he can but his system in f- after that it's just like a real mess it has been for the past few weeks so he's gone through playing sort of like obviously Part of it's down to injuries with McNair being out. He's, he's yeah. lost a component. But using the two wingers in front of wing-backs yeah. and then bit, binning that off and then something else and then binning that off. and It's not very consistent and it's not very clear where some of those players are meant to be playing. Yeah, I, I, What I really liked about him when he came in was the system had a structure and it made sense. And I understand he had like Darren Gibson who he found a way to get something really yeah. good out of him. Which he hasn't had then subsequently, but he he would be probably have been better off sticking with Honeyman and Asoro and Magic because those three do look quite yeah. handy together. Again, and that, that goal against that goal them. against Hull is those three players That's as well. It. Magic yeah. and Honeyman plays it through to so Asoro. You drop them, you bring them back in, and then say you're going to build a team around them. It just, I don't know. If you're gonna, it just seemed like a bit of an odd thing for him to, yeah, to do. Because you can understand why I wanted to put McManaman in the team after he made a bit of an impact. But yeah. what's what's he done since? Like he has to play against Tony Pulis every week by the looks of things <laughs> to spark <laughs> to spark. But that's the only time well, he's ever seen anything. Well, the other one was Johnny Williams, wasn't it? And lo and behold, he's injured, injured again. again. What yeah. a shock! Do I mean, we know if there's any kind of date on not seeing anything? Oh, no. How how far are we off seeing Gibson again? Well, it was originally. S- going to be about 12 weeks wasn't it but they said he was ahead and it was, it was so new Ma- year's day wasn't it when yeah. he got the injury so it's been, so maybe, it's been you know, about nine weeks march now also i saw mcnair was named in the northern island squad today right so that's obviously promising for his injury that gives well, you the height as well the physicality you know if you get them both back in the side changes it and then you could do the, the whole you know different you know what he was intended different to do. combos yeah. in front yeah exactly yeah. I think with someone like McNair in as well it gives you the opportunity to right if you do want to play 4-3-3 if you do because the defendant situation might mean we can't play five at the back well yeah we haven't got five haven't, defense. exactly you're going to have to unless you get Jack Rodwell because he's fit and can play a centre half he's got all, he's got all England, the tools for England, England, England as well um, so unless Clark you, Salter will be back from his ban well yeah sorry yeah, so, yeah there there's is an option yeah. yeah so him Corning or Shave don't know what if Mark Wilson even exists anymore. I've heard anything I don't know what's about him in ages. I mean, he's been dreadful, but like he's an experienced head. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But again, the ex- do you want? I don't want to say do you want the experienced head. I know what you, you mean. You need some canny operators, but 
is are the likes of Honeyman going to be any worse? And of course, I've, I've seen people screaming for it now since he's came back from loan. But Strayek at the weekend as well. Why he's, not? It's going to be on the bench. When it comes to the keepers, it's different because they have been so bad. Yeah. Like every one of them, Reuter has had some shocking moments, and like you say, is probably the best. Doesn't even look like he can dive to his left properly, which no. is a fundamental problem. But he seems to get the basics of the game right. Yeah. Steel and Camp just don't look competent. He did pull off a good save uh, with Camp when he came on. It was a yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, he did do well. He's always been a shot stopper, I think. Yeah. Um, Completely understand your point. But though, like, I, I, I wouldn't say, all right, maybe with him, I, I don't think the basics is the right thing to say. That's probably unfair. I think he's got a problem with the fact that the league, maybe when he started in the championship, it wasn't quite the league it is now in terms of the size of the players. I don't know. Mm. Certainly now, though, it's like he just looks tiny. Yeah. And I think it's a, that is a big problem. He isn't commanding. Mm, Steel is just... Yeah I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even be bringing him... I'd just put Strike on the bench and camp in. Or I think with, with Strike as well, fans would be behind him because he's a kid we've developed as well. They'd be understanding the situation. Worked out and, well last time we brought one of our ones. Well, yeah, exactly. You know? Is he? Does he like rave music? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is he good know. at distribution? Why, why did I? Think does he back like then, uh, Kim Kardashian's pictures <laughs> on Instagram? You've noticed that. Or pictures. If you follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram, which one of my friends does, of course, it's one, one of your friends. friends. Yeah. Um, the first person, one of the first people to like is John Pickford. <laughs> love it. Love it. As you can say, who's liked it? He's yeah, liked everything. Love it. He's got a type. Yeah, <laughs> he likes his likes his glamour lasses. We should uh, pause there for a little break. I think, gents. I we should indeed. Let's do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You listen to uh, the Wise Men Say podcast uh, on an away game tonight because we're we're actually recording uh, in Gateshead uh, without Stephen or Gareth. And what you've got to remember is Sunderland performed better away than at home, just yeah. like we're doing much better without and them too. We're in we're in the shadow, if you'll pardon the pun, of St James's Park, oh. where we always do really well lately as well. There so. we go. We'll never play there again until the Cheddar Trade Trophy. I'm yeah. obsessed with that. Playing their, their under twenty threes in the Cheddar Trade Trophy. Would you go to oh. Wembley for the final? If of we got there, so. would you? Dead a dream. I don't. Dead. I don't know. Like, <laughs> bring it like, back. Things can literally <laughs> get Two. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, in sequels, go, where it's like it'd be proper, like when a sequel goes straight to DVD as yeah, well. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the first one would be like the star-studded one. Because yeah. it would even have like Man City. It would get to the day and people see the the, the 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 hashtag trend. Like, oh, did they get the final? Is that nice? There's still tickets left. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely tickets left. And we've sorry. You're gonna elaborate. Following on with that, we'd have a. 
a sort of like a DVD extra when we got the playoff final in League One as well. You know, oh, so nice. Yeah. You know, oh, that so could, a... that, we could potentially be at Wembley next season then. Twice. This is this is exciting. See, here's the positives. Yes. Oh, we could end up bottom bottom five, bottom six, yeah. fighting for our lives. Yeah, because four go down in League One as well. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> 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 Let's not think about that. Uh, Rory, fire up the old uh, tweet deck. Got or whatever, some, uh, got app some got tweets. What, 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 are the, what um, does the nation want to talk about? Well, Peter Stamp sent in a very cheery treat. Treat? A cheery, it is a treat. It is, a, tr- it, it is a treat to say how real is potential administration, um, which obviously we don't, anything would be said, would be speculating, but that is kind of looming, always in the rumours, isn't it? I don't it? really, I'm going to be honest, right? I don't understand it. Isn't it if you can't afford to pay your debts? Basically, so if, if yeah. Shaw just stopped, if if uh, the owner walked away yeah. tomorrow, we would be in administration. Can we, he if there was no one there, that? I don't up. really understand how it works. Right, so he's 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 losing money on this yeah. concern every every month, every week, whatever, because we lose money. That's just the mm. going state of this club. So he, but he, football club isn't just a business. Obviously, it's slightly different. But he could just he could dump that asset. Yeah, I think for all his fault, he does seem to be not running it very well, but keeps is keeping the costs running. Yeah, so we I well, apparently he's been doing that for seasons. I mean, yeah, um, undoubtedly. You know, we've got an expert in Chris Weatherspoon who's probably um, better, best better yeah, to describe yeah. all this than us. A and few episodes ago, he was on. He probably yeah. probably listened. He was to on him. via Skype or something. It was quite exciting. It was wasn't it? Uh, he phoned in? Phoned, it, dialed, dialed in, literally in. phoned it in. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he's not on, on the phone right now. But um, <laughs> he's not, and unfortunately, I mean, just, I mean, just I tweet him. I think that's the, the basic fundamentals of administration. You've got no one to pay the debts. So it's, the, the bank, the bank takes yeah, yeah. So would take things to really escalate. But again, like, could League One do that? You got. I don't know if you get less TV revenue in League One or if it's yeah, a, you or if it's do. I didn't know if it's like that or a football league thing. I but... think it's I think you would get significantly yeah. less. Well, that's when the uh, the you know attendance would actually come and, in. And yeah, that's it? what I was going to say. You get receipts, people mm-hmm. spending just money in the stadium, like that would all yeah. add up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think the reason I, I say that about not understanding administration, I, I get administration in situations where the club literally cannot afford to pay mm-hmm. the debts, the wages, whatever. Yeah. But because we have a billionaire owner, that never feels like it's a real possibility, which is stupid because he could just pull the plug yeah. on putting his own money in, in which mm-hmm. case, like you say, the administrators come in. It's really, like again, like you say, Rory, it's just speculation. None of us know Ella Short's motives. We don't know what's going through his head. We don't know if there's any buyers in the background. or There might anything. be meetings happening right now. Yeah, There could be. Know. I mean, you'd love to think that now, realistically, whoever's going to come in and take the club off his hands, it's not going to be before the end of the season anyway. Yeah, because they're going to know where, where we're at. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you'd like to think <clears> there's something... Because as a League One concern, the problem's going to be... I, I mean, I'm assuming there's no further wage cuts factored no, into... probably not. It's, you know, this happened to Wolves. They they had all their players on pay cuts. Do you remember when we tried to sign Stephen Fletcher? Mm-hmm. And... Yes. Uh, you know, they weren't in a position where they really had to sell so they could drive a hard bargain because they had all the players on these relegation yeah. wage cuts. And I think they kept a hold of quite a lot of players. We haven't, but we've kept kept a hold of more like just being forced to be stuck with them. Yeah. No one wants them. And it, I think it's it's a losing mentality thing because they dropped consecutive seasons. and mm-hmm. uh, The ones that we haven't been able to afford, I suppose that's the one thing, isn't it, they're going to be... A lot of players' deals in place in the summer to go. 
a lot of these players are loan players. They're not coming back. Well, someone's mentioned that, actually. I mean, um, Darren Jones, on the assumption will be in League One and that the current under-23s will form the nucleus of the squad. Um, is it worth exposing as first-team football now? Which we kind of have touched on. Um, but D-Sharp... <laughs> Don't know if he is. It's a great chord. It is a great chord. <laughs> He's tweeted in with which of the highest earning players would you keep for next year? Um, well, is it, sort of, from, will it be out of our hands? I was going to say, is it? Is it not a case of <laughs> who are you stuck with? <laughs> with Rodwell, definitely. Like, yeah. Well, he's no, not going anywhere, and he won't be losing. He he will be costing us more than like per month, probably than a lot of. In League and your One, budgets yeah, like what is he? Seven? Is it seventy grand? For seventy Rodwell? a week? Yeah. Seventy a week, so you could quite realistically be paying about four players that in League One. Well, that's, that's a James, James, James Vaughan transfer fee. Gary yes. Bennett was speaking about this after the uh, the game of the weekend on Reading Newcastle with Nick Barnes. He's saying like you know most of the lads they're going to be up against next week will probably be on two grand a week or something yeah. like that. Does it? The, Some the of it's golf good. is it's, it's huge. It's insane. But yeah. we're, we've got a team that will be players earning just a load more than, than a club like, I would say, Brentford, for example, mm. or Bolton have got dire financial yeah, situation. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know, You just, there's got to be, at some point, when does professional pride come into this? Some of them just don't, I mean, some, especially like Corny, there just, just doesn't seem to be any professional pride there. And you just think... What do you think is going to happen? Surely, do you think a team's going to sign you based on these performances? As part of Corner must be thinking like Everton want to sign me for like eighty million quid. Absolutely. Not long ago. Like what's what's gone wrong? Like he has to be thinking <laughs> that. And sh- but surely must know the only way now is to play you out of that situation. Unless he knows he's got a move lined up, like maybe not in this country, maybe abroad. You but don't know. I that about, it's mad that he of all these players that have gone, he's the one who's ended yeah, up still yeah. here. Because he, yeah. like you say, was attracting big money interest not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. The others all come in and did did fine. I mean, Kazri was was good enough, but he wasn't like amazing, I would say. Yeah. And he had a really bad preseason. Someone like Barini, you know, like he's got probably a little bit of a reputation left, but again, not done vast amounts yeah. in the last season or so. He was the name, Corny. He was the name, and for him to just be this complete wreck. Like it's, no it's no mental. Premier League club just take the gamble on him as well. I like that's, uh, it's really would, strange. The, unless there's rumours about what. Yeah, he, things we don't not, know. It's a, football is a small world, and like world, word about what players are like, like attitude or whatever, like won't be unknown within those circles. Like even in just like amongst players themselves, dressing rooms. So you don't like you say you don't know the ins and outs of it, but. Just expect a team to get desperate at some point, don't you? I bet he ends up like Cardiff or like Burnley or someone signed him, signing him for a couple of million quid. Yeah, hmm. because it's a punt worth taking at that kind of fee. Yeah, and we'll lose money on him. Yeah, well, which seems to be a, <laughs> a, inevitable. A, a, an inevitable uh, trend. Anything else, Rory, on on the Twitter um, before not, we? Uh, to be honest, not them. not people. People weren't weren't very good. This, well, the, maybe the, that... sending them in. To be fair, we were quite late. We didn't send them in until about half three, when we definitely knew what was going on with the pod uh, <laughs> yeah. tonight. Um, um, someone sent in a league table of just saying in true Sunderland style. Oh, this was in reference to us being away in true <laughs> Sunderland style. Then um, Sunderland better away from home at the moment, which is from. At my W 
WHUFC, so my West Ham United Football Club. Well, um, we could talk about them to be fair. Uh, I mean, well, well, well we Actually, could it's talk not about them. Yeah, exactly. It is because not a bad segue. Um, you know, the the petition is out there, um, where which was started. I think yeah. it's got well over ten thousand uh, signings on it now, uh, signatures. Sorry, and. That, so that's that's done. I don't know. I mean, it's continued to collect signatures. Gets. I mean, what point does it get to when that gets presented to the club? Or is it, or is it just? Is it that's just the, the club are aware? Petitions, of it? isn't it? It's a bit of an arbitrary thing. But I'm not sure if it's I think, just. A, yeah. I think twenty. If it got to twenty thousand, that would be a big thing because yeah. that's about what you've got coming through. The, obviously, not every person signed yeah. that, but that's that's your home attendance at the okay. moment. And if you can mobilise that mm-hmm. in some way into some form of protest and we've bandied around ideas on this podcast and the best idea is just something that people can collectively agree on like not mm-hmm. like smashing up anyone's car like <laughs> attacking oh, no, the tire or going on the pitch <laughs> with a corner yeah, flag yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the centre circle we can't condone that, that and no, we don't no, want that at all no we don't but we need something to show that we are angry and to well, get the hair yeah exactly yeah, yeah remotely just bothered because the only way we're going to be i think the, the support actually is being portrayed in quite a negative light and like oh everyone's like oh look at the empty seats and you know they're not going and supporting their club when they're in like this dire situation now, but, i would argue that yeah there is a perception of yeah Sunderland fans who are deserting their club at a time when they need them the most and they couldn't be further from the the truth there. You know, we've seen People two, two home wins in fifteen months or something like that, isn't it's it? It's getting more and more, isn't it? Um, two in sixteen. Yeah, it, it probably... but, the, but this perception by the wider press, I think, uh, uh, globally, yeah, is um, the the problem here is the fans aren't getting behind the team. I think that it is. If you're not from the uh, this area, yeah, no, you're right. I totally agree. Which How do you mental. change that? Well, it, what's mental about that is Arsenal again didn't fill the Emirates now those tickets are all sold so they'll report an attendance that's vastly inflated yeah. much like we've been doing on what's actually in the ground and you just say like Gary Neville for the second time talking about people staying away because they're not happy and you just think yes it's all relative Arsenal bigger club used to something far different to us but how can a narrative be you, the season's not even over yet you're still in the Europa League mm. you're still sixth in the table mm. And you're turning your back on the club, and you think that's turning your black. That's entitlement. Yeah. yeah. Two wins in fifteen league, uh, fifteen league games. I wish. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, two wins in fifteen months. That yeah. is. Why am I spending money on this anymore? Looking at why two consecutive relegations. Like there's yeah. so many factors. You've got an absent owner. Um, the only thing you really can get behind at the moment is the manager. He's the only positive. He's the only grain of confidence you've got to cling on to, mm-hmm. and the odd young player who might turn out to be all right in time but even then if we get relegated again like a club just a mid-table championship club could take them off us for three million because we might be desperate for the money we might not be in a position to drive a hard bargain so there's all this uncertainty and the only way to highlight that because a lot of journalists who were north northern based reporters have said they don't get sent to Sunderland because there's mm. nothing to report on. Mm. But if we're creating something to report, on, something basically. to report on, yeah, exactly. there's nothing like, football-wise to report on. Like, what what like have you seen stop. more attention of this week out of that West Ham game? A fantastic Burnley performance where they've gone away from home and won three 0 or what the support has done? Yeah, that's been the story this week. Yeah, and that's what's like. This isn't a dig at supporters because I, I I'm just as bad as anyone. Like I've I don't know what to do. Like. But you feel like, right, we've got to take some responsibility now. We've got to highlight what's going on and, and change yeah. the narrative. And I know people are like, well, we need to get behind the players. We're not down yet. But 
it's not the players that are protesting against. Well, some of them deserve it. Like, some of them, yeah. yeah, some of them do. Some it's them not even the manager we're protesting. It's right. not. It's what's above. It's it's what what's above him. Like it's it's because we're in this situation. And it's not now. like cut and dry either, because a protest for a change <laughs> of ownership and an owner and an owner who has voiced that he doesn't want to own the club anymore. Yeah. I know. So it's a very it's very hard to target a protest at anything really, apart yeah. from. This is generally rubbish. This is terrible. Everything, yeah. is, everything is rubbish. But he, like, I don't know, this is just off the top of my head. The theme of it is he wants away, but we'll still be there. Like, yeah. we'll be the ones who need picking up. Like, the players will come and go, the manager will come and go, but the supporters, they might not be, people might make a joke, well, they're not in the stadium at the minute, but they're still there. They want something to come back to. You can't knock anyone for staying away at the minute. It's not mm. like we're just mid table in the Premier League having a bit of a crap season. We're literally at the lowest point in our history, mm. and again, people might say, "Well, this is when you've got to get behind the club." But cost how pe- do you get behind? What that? what is it to what? get behind? Like, there's nothing to get. There's nothing to rally your support around. There doesn't feel like Coleman tries his best to inspire your positivity and enthusiasm. Is a really good talker and does say the right things. And I like the bloke, but there's no figurehead at the club at the moment. There's no there's no Niall Quinn or yeah, like, exactly. There's no one above know. him. You want that. Just someone else in so Cormac can be the football manager, not yeah. having to like do everything, basically. do everything, yeah. Which it feels like he's been made to do at the minute because Martin Bain knows everyone hates him, the owner isn't there, so Coleman has to like manage his basket case squad and then try and like get the supporters on side. That's mm. not what he should be doing, like, no. there should be someone else giving these communications on how things are running. Does that would it, would it take someone like Niall Quinn to come out of nowhere and just be like, okay. There's a situation going on at a club which I've got a massive affinity with. Um, we need the wider world to take note of this. They need an owner, uh, a new owner, because the owner, the current owner, wants out. Yeah, and has said so. How you come to speak to me? I'll be a middleman or something like that. Yeah. Well, you've got like well, it would, it would give... Gray's in the media as well, you know, and oh, you've got you've got Kevin Ball there as well. Like, who would who do you think would be better to sell the club? Ellis Short. <laughs> Or Kevin Ball, who mm-hmm. could like say, because the way we need to show it as well as being angry, I guess, is look at what it's been like, even relatively recently. Look at like times we've beaten Newcastle and we've got to the cup final, that you know, the game against Everton where we stayed up and the Chelsea game just a few days before it. When the club is backed and when there's something not even brilliant to cheer about, really, apart yeah. from the cup final, I guess, but everything else is quite small. It's staving off relegation. It's beating a local local rival. It doesn't matter to the wider world of football, really, but it gets over 40,000 people through the gates, and it has these, like... It has, like, some of the... I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's got some of the best atmospheres in the football world. Like, not just this country, like, not just in Europe, mm. but you can't tell me, like, the noise when Jermaine Defoe's volley went in against Newcastle. Like... I don't think there's many stadiums that like can provoke mm. that sort of reaction or mm. like Defoe's goal against Chelsea, for example. Someone like Kevin Ball can sell that idea of he is what it could be. I know. Ellis Short, like, for all he might like to go on, like, I'm a supporter, I'm hurting as much as anyone. He's not. Like, he won't be, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but he's, he's only not cl- even in the ground. He's not there he's at the minute. In the country, exactly. He? <laughs> like, he's. He's probably not even watching the games, never mind just staying away from them. Like, he's not even doing tough things like paying £5 for a dodgy stream, like some supporters will be. Like, even when we're not going to games, having to, like, pay to watch them. Yeah. So, he's not going to... Like, he's been involved with the club for just 10 years. He can't... 
he doesn't have that strong a bond with the club. He can't sell it on that passionate level like a club legend like Kevin Ball or like even a Jimmy Montgomery or mm. or anyone like can like it needs to be like fair enough Shaw's got to be involved he's a bloke who owns the club but we need an ambassador to well if this is part of it right so he's he's got the club for sale so we know that now because he's apparently told everyone they can have it for free but up until then no one knew it was for sale because the last we'd heard he took it off the market after the, you know there was a deadline and Martin Bain had said something about the club wasn't Open, you know, we're yeah, actively yeah. looking for buyers. Well, maybe part of this protest, if you wanted to give it some direction, like you see, you can't, you know, the worst, not wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing that happened, but, you know, he could walk away, we go into administration or something. Mm-hmm. We're starting League One with minus 20 points. I mean, that would be pretty disastrous. No, what we kind of want is some dialogue with the club where if you're selling the club, let us help you do that. Mm-hmm. Not us, because like, we're not going to, be there because what I wouldn't know how to sell a football club, even one that I love. But like you say, the right people yeah. around him. I don't think he has ever surrounded himself with the right people while he's been running owning the club at any point. No. He's got some managerial choices right, but then he sacked them. He's got some of them badly wrong. He's brought in people like Congerton and Defanti. He's chopped, he's changed, he doesn't know how to run a football club. I don't care how much money he's put in and whether you think you should be grateful to him for that or not, that's fine. We have some gratitude that you've put money in and, and kept the Well intentioned. Yeah, like, definitely. But you can't run a football club. I don't have any faith in him to sell it to the right people, to find the right people, or if he's in the room with the right people, to make them want to buy it. So I'm with you. I, I don't know if Ken Ball's that man, Jimmy Montgomery. If he, you know, he obviously knows Quinny, or he's known him at some point, because Quinn... Sold him. Exactly. <clears throat> get someone in who knows the club, cares about it, to find people who will buy the club. Mm. With it, but we don't want another billionaire. I'm not interested in in that, and I think most people would agree. You'd rather have a setup like I'm going to go back to them again, Brentford. Yeah, smaller club, play a nice football. Never even heard of half of the players, if any yeah. of them. So who cares? Mm. They care about playing for Brentford. They're not going to win every game, even Millwall. Oh yeah, community club. Manager the like. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a and, club and, legend yeah, manager, yeah. you know, like and he's someone who's fought adversity through his life yeah. and he probably is a great emblem yeah. for that club. I'm not saying Coleman isn't a good ambassador for Sunderland, I think he is, but get and he's got people I, I would hope known Borley that he's involving him in some capacity. But like after that, Martin Bain, whether it's his fault or not. It does. It almost doesn't matter. None of these people are interested in Sunderland Football Club or its fans. And if you're not interested in the football club or its fans, you've got no business owning the club. And you also don't know how to sell it. It's. Just, I just don't think they know how to sell it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, very passionately said that said there, Craig. And I'm sure a lot of people who listen to the the podcast uh, would agree. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so you know. What do the fans do then? Walking away from... Uh, we got home game on Saturday. Well, fine. Preston. Well, we'll go to the Peacock first to see... <laughs> Good plug. Stephen and Gareth will be back. Yeah. Unfortunately. Chris, with Chris, unfortunately, with Chris Brown, though. Who, the rapper. <laughs> the rapper, yeah. I'd love that. He's not allowed <laughs> in this country. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd still love him to be there yeah. doing his dancing and yeah. songs. Um, but they'll be with though, the Sunderland Chris Brown, who's... Been adverse to some controversy as well. Um, I'm sure that's fair to say. Um, So, yeah, get yourself to the Peacock before kick-off and then go to the match and... Do what we always do. Go to the match. Yeah, like... (laughs) 
What else can <clears> you do, really? There isn't. Yeah, we. There's there's nothing to organise behind at the minute, and obviously we that's pretty logistically impossible to organise before Saturday. But if honestly, if anyone does have any ideas, tweet us, email us, whatever, or you know any of the any of the other fanzines or the you know the art that like Love Supreme, Rock Report, whatever, because it is a collective thing. Something like this. This is all all supporters want the club to be turned around. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a to be honest, like getting back up into the Premier League either way. Not, not one thing, about that, one minute. thing, yeah, like as crap as this season's been, I'm like I don't particularly miss the Premier League. Just want to see some wins. Just want to see, yeah, like like I mean, you say, like a, a bit like a bit like a, win, a bit like Brentford, like just with some neat players and like a relative identity and a philosophy, and you can see what the clubs. Trying to build the wards, obviously you've got to try and get back up in the Premier League. You can't just tread water. Yeah, but for the years. difference between us and Brentford would be: you do that here, you will attract better players, you will attract fans, and you'll bring more money into the club. Exactly. And naturally, will gravitate towards the top mm. of the table because it's no offence to Brentford. We just are a bigger football club than Brentford, and the same goes for many other Championship clubs. The problem is most of the big clubs in the Championship have been stagnating in similarly awful situations as us. For years, Leeds, Chef Wed, I know Sheffield United have just come back up and had an okay season. Wolves have been down there, Derby, yeah. Forest. I mean, Forest talk about ownership problems. God, yeah. Villa look like they're probably going to get back at the second attempt. Mm. But again, it... quite an erratic corner as well. Yeah. Like... Well, they got rid of Lerner, didn't they? Yeah, but the guy now is not exactly not the... A bit of a character, I think we can say. Eccentric. A bit eccentric, yeah. It, so you don't know how that's going to go. But at least, I suppose at least they've got light at the end of the tunnel. They've, some change has come about that they've been a part of. I suppose their trajectory is not so different to ours in that they had Doug Ellis, where mm. we had like Bob Murray. Yeah, yeah. And the, the American owner American that's owner, coming yeah. in. I mean, I remember Lerner getting a badge tattooed on him and uh, stuff. And there was all this stuff about Acorn. And it was a charity <laughs> rather than a sponsorship yeah, deal. Yeah. and. It's amazing how when you're at the whim of basically one person's personal fortune, how mm. like, scarily quickly it can turn. It can turn it's, yeah. it's bad. It should never be like that. Yeah. Well, we, we'll but go. it is. <laughs> it is like the situation. Will the lads be doing a, a show on Thursday yes, night? Yes, they'll be back on Thursday. I don't know if Stephen is. I think Stephen's like... Is he gallivanting, is he? He's gallivanting. They'll probably be back. Right, in some form. In some form, yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure to uh, host WMS away. So I think that will end us for uh, this uh, edition. So thanks for listening. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 